game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. W-H-O. We are here until 7 o'clock tonight. If you missed any part of the first hour, which went from about 3... Are we not going to have that on the podcast? No podcast? It won't be, no. What? Why? We don't get the... What? First, our podcast system doesn't read that for whatever reason until we go at 4 o'clock. <laughs> oh, what? That is some of the best radio we've had on Sound Off all year long. Is there no way to go back and take it off the media logger than, and put that up on the on the podcast system? We'll get Dorwart to do that yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. Program director Mike Dorwart will yeah. figure that out. I, I for mean, us. I think that that's. I don't know, Travis. I don't know if that's still a thing. It needs to be, right? Oh boy, that needs That'd be to a be. Shame. That'd be a shame because we. Yeah, I just. Uh, that's a lot of our conversation is going to be built around what Sally has. It, it, and well, and it's funny during the break, um, we we had a call from Sally, who took us to task by saying that, you know what, um, it, it, a win is a win, and if you're not happy with the way Iowa played offensively, then go find another team. And right before we came back on the air, uh, Ross and I shared an intimate moment. He showed, his, he showed his vulnerability to me, and he said, you know, that lady got, she got to me. She got to me. And I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Why, how did Sally get to you? I... I I don't like this attitude that is pervasive in society right now. That if you're not exactly like me, then you are then you can't be a part of my club. Sally who says if you're not exactly like me as a Hawkeye fan, if you don't process this win exactly the same way that I do, get out of the club. Find a different group. And we do this with everything. We do this with politics, I think is the biggest example of it. Yeah, if you don't think like me, you, then, 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 then you're, you're a horrible human being. Yeah, you're evil. Yeah. You're an idiot, first of all. You're an absolute moron because you don't have the same opinions I do. But then on top of that, you're probably evil, too, because you don't have those same opinions. And that essentially, Sally's doing that with sports. Saying, listen, if you don't think the exact same way I do, get out. And I, that bothers me. That attitude with people, I want to fight that attitude. I want to stand up and go, no, 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 no. You don't own this club. You don't even get to make the rules for this club. In fact, you have been invited into this club the same way I have. And you could find your way out the same way I can. That, so that, and it, it should be that way with every, every time you get somebody who claims to own the club, who claims to have the keys and know all the rules and know who gets in and who gets out, fight that person. Reject that person's instincts and 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 push back on them right away because it's not that it's being negative because in the end both parties it, it, it's kind of like the 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 uh the cnes against the Flor, florentines and that is you, you want the same thing right i, I mean you, you if you have internal fighting both want the hawkeyes to we're win both hawkeye fans yes despite it, what she might think yes. we're both hawkeye fans the, the difference is you want to go about it a different way or have a different methodology and, and i don't even and I, again i think that i'm i'm almost rejecting her first premise i wasn't bitching i came on and said i probably was more than anybody <laughs> i came on and said man this defense not giving this defense enough credit why why you make all the time Two eight Hawkeyes. Four, two eight four ten forty. Let's go down to southeast Iowa. That's where Brian is. Brian, where specifically in southeast Iowa are you located? We like to play. Where's Brian at? Oh well, I am in. I, I'm in Keokuk County. I'm in. I'm in. I'm south of West Iowa City, about forty miles. Okay, cool. 
So, little town, of, I'm, I'm close to Sigourney South. I kind of live in the country, so I don't really, you know, I come all over. Okay. So, anyway, great. So, yeah, Sally's changing my whole phone conversation here, but, but here's the analogy I'm going to give about this whole thing about what you just mentioned about being in the club. I've been a Cubs fan my entire life. The Cubs sucked for years, correct? Uh, like All 108. Sudden, <laughs> yeah, they get good. They won the World Series in 16. They've been good. Yeah. Well, our expectations have changed. Greatly. We want that World Series again, you know. Yep. And it's the same way with the Hawkeyes. And I, and I agree with you guys. I want to be that, that Ohio State level. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting that. I do. I have. I'm realistic about the fact. I realize. Yes, it is a hard recruit here at Iowa. Right. I get that, but I still have expectations for my team, and and when they don't win the way I want them to, yeah, I'm gonna have some reservations about that. I mean, and, and to and to get to what I was gonna say earlier, and the whole time this Kirk Friends era, except when he first started, when has our offensive line play been? this bad that's a great question brian even with injuries even even with some injuries this hawkeye offensive line has always had uh, a a a deep stack that's one of man again getting into the minutiae of why we are maybe bitching or complaining or even finding things to pick apart after the penn state game after the michigan game i came on this show and said i trust the Ference coaching staff to figure out what's going on with that interior offensive line. I trust them because yeah. these guys, they, they do, this is what they do, man. This is their bread and butter. And now this is the third week in a row, fourth week in a row, that we saw some holes with that interior of the offensive line. It, it prevented them from running the ball. Nate Stanley was still kind of moving around a little bit today. They were doing a lot of things to get him out of that pocket and move him. So, yeah, those are all the yeah. things that we've been talking about. Right. Yeah, they've, they've done, they made some changes to do the right things. And like I said, I, I'm behind the coaching staff. I have no problem with that. And, and I don't want to harp on any players. These, these kids are playing, like you said, nobody plays to lose. But the whole thing is, and what other frustrating part of this is, our defense is, it's just so good this year. I mean, if the offense just, just had a little more to it. That's a great point. That's a great point. It. I mean, we, we'd be walking all over everybody at this point. That, that's a great point, is that when you have a defense that statistically is the best of the Kirk Ferentz era, currently ranked in the top ten nationally, you realize that if you had a, any sort of offense whatsoever, that you wouldn't be a top 20 team, you'd be a top 10 team. You could be a top 5 team, right? And I think yeah, that's another yeah. thing that is frustrating people. If, if and you say it's hard to recruit to Iowa City, I don't I don't understand that uh, because if you can recruit to Madison, Wisconsin, you, you can recruit to Columbus, Ohio, you can recruit anywhere. If you can recruit, I, I'm just saying teams have been able to win. And right? things change. Like, and, that's, but, that's my my biggest point with all. Whenever we have this conversation, we all make this assumption that because it's always been that way, that's the way it will always be. No, it's not. And it, it, somebody's got to come in and change it. So, and I believe that Kirk Ferentz wants to be Nick Saban. He wants to be a guy that wins every game all the time. He never goes into a season and goes, eh, if we go 10-2, and two, that trip to San Diego is going to be a lot of fun. I don't believe that. He wants to do yeah. it. The players want to yeah, win. I, agree yeah, I mean, it's not. I, I, think, I think you're right. And, and, that, and that goes back to what I said. Right. You know, and, and you, don't get to, you don't get to, you know, I don't cha- nobody changes teams because, oh, 
know, like I mentioned earlier about the Cubs, I'm not a Houston Astros fan this year because right. they're doing so well. I, this is the team I grew up with. This is the team that I love. I love the Iowa Hawkeyes. I just, I just always want better for them. And sure, sometimes maybe we complain a little too much, but there's nothing wrong with critiquing things that we see over and over and over again. We're like, why? I mean, I don't know. I, I get the frustration comes out in me too. I, I, I want thanks, to be in Brian, the club, thanks. and I don't want somebody else to tell me how the club's supposed to be. Exactly. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, appreciate, Brian. It. appreciate it, man. 284-1040. Let's go down to Florida. Sean, are you in Florida, or are you from Florida? I am in Florida. Nice. Where are you at? On the coast? From Keokuk County. Oh, nice. No Keokuk wow. County re- reunion here this afternoon. <laughs> we should have got graduating years for you guys. Yeah, I'm in Fort Myers. Nice. Beautiful place. So... Yeah, so my thing is, who the hell is Sally to tell me that I can't be critical of how the team is playing? I'm a graduate from the University of Iowa. I probably have as much invested or more than what Sally does. It's like her kids. I bet you that she doesn't come to her kid and say, well, you got to see, that's a great job. That's all that you need to do. you got to see that. You won. You passed. No. An A is the goal. So why in the hell should we hear that because we're critical, it's not complaining, it's analyzing, it's like a job. You know, you may have made the sale, but guess what? You may have been able to sell more if you would have done this or done that. So you're just looking at the situation and saying, okay, why are we having this problem? Because if we don't analyze it, we're going to have the same problem next time like we've had the last four weeks in a row. You are spot on, Sean, and I don't have any argument with what you, and that's what, that's what Ross is trying to say. When, when people dictate who can and can't be in the club, it, 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 it makes the, the conversation a little uncomfortable. And that, and now you, now, now Sally's got more people riled up, right? This she, is how, she said she was the silent majority that would sit in the car and not say anything. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think she's the silent minority that just said, okay, we'll just, we'll take it. We hear from those well, people. We hear from the, every week. We hear from those people that are just like that. That just say, "Hey, guys, come on, man." We, and it's a legitimate. It's a legitimate argument to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You won on the road in dominant fashion today, twenty to nothing. What are you complaining about?" But when there's a when there's an answer to that question, <laughs> that's when the conversation starts. Sean, thanks for the thanks, phone buddy. call, man. Appreciate it, bud. 284-1040, 284-1040. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Jeff, Quinn, Richard, Tommy. Tommy. Coming to you, Tommy. Tom in North Liberty. You're all coming up next. On the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Just Megan Selwa. It's your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Cookies Food Products. We're now Mutual Reinsurance Company, JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Chevrolet Waukee, and Jethro's World Famous Barbecue. They're going to go for it. Here's Smith. This is a quarterback run. Design run all the way, and he's going to be short of the first down by two or three yards. He tried to sneak around right in. The Hawks stayed home. Lattimore turned him back inside to his buddy Chauncey Golston, the Detroit duo, in on that one. Now, that may not sound like a real titillating highlight, but however, that was it was a stop on fourth down, yep. and Northwestern 0 for 4 on fourth down conversions today, and, and, and a fourth down stop is is.
basically the same as a turnover, right? It is a turnover. Yeah. It's a turnover on downs. Right. But I'd much rather have that than have him punt it and try to put Iowa in deeper deep yeah, territory. Yeah, Ed hit it on the head at one point with that. You know, Fitzgerald's in a tough spot. Like When you look at those four fourth-down yeah. conversions, this is a team that had to have some sort of life tried to pump into it, uh, and he was just doing what he could. And um, the four fourth-down conversions, certainly, I don't, I don't think that's any sign of desperation except for on a bigger scale that he was trying to get some life for that offense that is, has been lifeless for a long time. Two eight four ten forty. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Jeff, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. Ross, don't worry about Stella. She wasn't talking about you. She was talking to me because I'm the guy that gets on the morning radio show and I'm the guy that gets on Twitter and I'm the one that blasts the coaching staff for the state of the program. So I got this one to sit back and relax. First of all, Sally, I've been a fan for 38 years, so I have a right to be in the club. I want my team to succeed. And 8-4 and four every year or 9-3 and three is not succeeding. That's accepting your fate. I want my team to compete for the Big Ten West title every year, and they can do that with the occasional Big Ten title win. So I will do that. I will root for my team to win, but I also want them to succeed. The other guy that sits there Ohio State gets four or five-star recruits. Well, you know what? We get 45 to $50 million every year in TV money. You tell me that we can't recruit with Ohio State? You just have to get off your butt, leave your office, and go get them. Yes, it's going to be harder, but they can do that. It's very simple. And one last thing, because I don't want to take up too much time because I know how long the wait is. I want everybody to think about this. Ten years ago, before Dabo Sweeney took over at Clemson, they were the same program that Iowa is now. Eight and four, seven and five, nine and three every year. And what happened? Gabo Sweeney came in and made a culture change and made a decision that he was going to work hard and get better players. And now Clemson is perennially challenging for the national title, let alone the ACC title. So it can be done. The mindset of accepting mediocrity is the problem. And it's the same thing with the Iowa basketball program. Now we're all excited because we want 10 and 10 in the conference. That's 500. That is so pathetic. But until the mindset of the fan to actually put pressure on parents to go out there and produce some Big Ten West titles and to go out there and compete for a Big Ten title changes, it's not going to change. You're going to accept everything that's dished out. I am not one to accept eight and four. And, and, you know what? We've got six wins. Miami of Ohio, Mid-Tennessee State, Rutgers, Purdue, and Northwestern. Are you kidding me? Are we happy about that? Are we celebrating that? We've got one quality win, and that's Iowa State, and I hate myself having to say Iowa State's a quality win. <laughs> but my goodness, people. That but, is your feeling, Ross. That's why you're not happy with the, the win today, because it's just another ho-hum, mediocre win. It wasn't even the 42 to nothing win. It was 20 to nothing and a struggle to get to 20. Is he wrong? He's not. You know, I was at the Gator Bowl, I think it was in 2009, when Dabo Sweeney lost that game. He was named head coach afterwards. Remember... Um, What's his name? Who was oh a, wow uh, Tuberville? No, no, no. It was um, uh, it was uh, oh, who man, was the I head coach at Florida State? Hold his on. son. 
Bowden. Bow- it was a, a oh, Terry. Yeah, okay. It was Terry Bowden. Yep. Or was it? No, it's Tommy, wasn't it? T- Tommy or Terry was the head coach at Clemson. He got fired in the middle of the season. Wow, good memory on that. Dabo Sweeney took over what was supposed to be basically on an interim basis. Ross, you can go back yeah, to their it was, schedule. It was Tommy Bowden. It was Tommy Bowden. Go back to their schedule. I think after they fired Tommy Bowden, they put some wins together, good enough to get to the to the Gator Bowl, and they gave Dabo Sweeney the job. Now, why is it that Dabo Sweeney, and yes, Clemson was competitive back in the early 80s, but Danny Ford put Danny that Ford, team yeah. put that team on some serious probation. 81? Yeah, 81 yeah. won the national title. Then they went. That's when William the Refrigerator Perry was playing at Clemson. <laughs> I got a sick memory when it comes. This is good. Yeah. So you. they go on probation after that, basically wounding that program for a long, long time. Had never really recovered to the point where it was, you know, in the national spotlight. You get one guy that changes the culture, changes an attitude, and says, "All right, we're going to win here." Is there anything that gorgeous about Clemson, South Carolina? Are you going to say, well, because it's in South Carolina, that puts you at a recruiting advantage? I don't think so. Because that program wasn't that great. You could make the argument that from 81 until that Dabo Sweeney was hired, Iowa had better football teams and program than Clemson was. Let's talk to Richard, who's calling in from Marshalltown. Thanks for calling the Jethos Barbecue Sound Off. Richard, how are you, sir? Hey, good. You are you are you are exactly right about expectation. Um, I moved here about uh, four years ago, and I uh, and I'm not a I don't have affinity towards any of the the, the Iowa schools here. But I understand I understand where uh, Sue is coming from because Sally. all you got to do is be an IU uh, Sally. Sorry, all you got to do is be an IU football fan or an Indiana University football fan to understand that an, you would kill for an eight and four season, a seven and five season. And I understand that that guy, you know, is saying, you know, he, he thinks that's mediocrity. <laughs> you haven't suffered. <laughs> and I think it is. It's, it's all about expectation. I, it's, um, you know, I, uh, in Indiana, I remember, you know, I always, I've always had that question. Is it, is it better to, to, uh, uh, when, when you win it, when you have a magical season where you, the joy of winning or is there a relief in winning? It all depends on the expectation. 100%. Um, Richard, hang on. We'll bring you back on. Richard, we'll bring you back on after the break. We've got to take a hard Travis, break. I've said this to you before, right? It's the number one ingredient for success. Expectation. Yes. And if you have higher expectations, it's you're a, expected to live up to them. Right. Man, where'd that half hour go to? Dude, Lots of time you, left. Hour 15 of flying here. I know. It's the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off for News Radio 1040 WHO. Right now, today's top stories from Des Moines News, Traffic, and Severe Weather Station. News Radio 1040. Meteorologist Megan Selwa. It's your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Cookies Food Products, Renell Mutual Reinsurance Company, JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Chevrolet Waukee, and Jethro's World Famous Barbecue. Drops back into the pistol. Straight back to pass over the middle. It's deflected at the line of scrimmage. Intercepted. Picked off. And let's see. Chauncey Golston 
has picked off a deflected pass, and the Hawkeyes have it at the Northwestern 21. And Iowa went on to score after that interception to go up 7 nothing. get to a 20-0 win over Northwestern today. Um, just, uh, you know, Iowa now 6-2, and two, bowl eligible, Ross. Does that mean anything to you? Does, does bowl eligibility mean? Sean's giving the hand clap, like, or the golf clap. Like, yes, here you go. You're now bowl eligible. Outback bowl, baby. Get your onions ready. Onions! I think being bowl eligible in October, sure. I mean, yeah, it's a benchmark of some kind. You're an above-average football team if you're bowl eligible. Because now there's enough games, you basically got to be 500 football team to be bowl eligible. So I think it's been watered down over time. But there is some substance to take away from that. 18 of 19, that's incredible. Yeah. That means you've been consistently competitive, consistently above average. But people want to be better than average. You've, or been, at least, you've been better than average. People want to be great, Travis. They do. Richard stuck on with us through the break from Marshalltown. Richard, thanks for your patience there, sir. Go ahead. All, all, all I want to say is uh, that just sounded beautiful what you said. When you're an Indiana University uh, football fan, all you want is the cereal bowl. That's all you want. To, that, that's the only excitement yeah. that you have. <laughs> right. And, and, <laughs> and uh, all, you know, when... And I kind of went through this when I was in Indianapolis with the uh, with the Colts. Uh, they had a magical season, and this is going to age me, but in 96, when Jim Harbaugh took them all the way, that, that was such a thrill. Then when they went through the season seasons with Manning, it was almost a relief that they won, and that joy of winning was gone because they were expected to all the time. Mm. Then they then they go on, then they you know That's... they tank it and they you know go for a, bad for a couple of years, and and you're begging you you know you want that you want that Peyton Manning back. Um, then all of a sudden, but those you know, Iowa. You know, the, then all of a sudden, Richard, those right. Iowa boys showed up. Dallas Clark and Bob Sanders, and you guys are winning Super Bowls. <laughs> God bless them. God bless them. <laughs> um, but but you know it is. It's it's you know and and the talk radio shows all they would do every time you know uh, uh, Indianapolis would play. Um, what what you would get is you would get you know what what Peyton Manning was doing wrong and all this kind of this stuff. And my goodness, it's Peyton Manning. <laughs> um, but um, I get it. I, I you know I think a mature. <laughs> I don't know how to say this right, but the mature fan is uh, is one that knows how to argue the points like that. So, um, but but I I get it. You know, sometimes I wonder is the joy of winning better than just the relief of winning? It changes, Richard. I think you've hit it on the head there. What an amazing experience to be a Colts fan and see that transition happen. It's much easier to do in professional sports than it is college sports to change that culture and go from a winning or mediocre program and, and then climb the ladder and be great. Uh, it's easier to do that in the professional ranks, but what an awesome experience for you to have gone through and seen that morph. Thanks a lot for the phone call and your patience. Tanner Jensen on Twitter says, Hey guys, longtime listener, made a Twitter specifically for tweeting to the show and reply to Sally. Whoa. <laughs> Sally is delusional. Everyone's tired of being an 8-4 and four team. There's no reason we can't have 9, 10 wins a year, year in and year out. And this is another thing people do oftentimes is they will say... I'm in the majority, and most people feel the way I do, and it's an attempt to shame you. It's an attempt to say, you're in the minority, don't you feel like a dummy now? Now, everybody thinks, okay, you're not supposed to compare yourself with Ohio State. What team, uh, fair question, I'm asking Sean, I'm asking you, and I'm asking our, our callers. Okay, if you don't want to be compared to Ohio State, fine. What team most, most resembles Iowa? Well, you sound like you've got an answer in your mind. Who are you thinking? No, no, no. I, I have no idea who you are. Sorry, Trav. What was the question? What, what team in the Big Ten do you think most resembles or Iowa or, or 
that Iowa wants to be like. Or, Wisconsin would be the next step uh, up. Okay, would you agree that most Wisconsin fans and their coaching staff expect nine to ten wins a year? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's in that. So if that's if that's what we're being compared to, that's what you want to live up to. Th- that's the way I see it. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but Wisconsin fans aren't happy with eight wins. They're not happy with seven wins. They're happy with nine and ten wins because with so nine and ten wins, Nebraska. But they weren't happy with nine wins either because they got rid of Bo Pelini. They've gotten rid of a long guy, a lot of yeah. guys. There was a lot to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn is up next, calling the uh, Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Quinn, thanks for giving us a ring. How you doing? I'm oh, pretty good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Great, You're doing well. What'd you think of the Hawkeyes' win today? Well, it's always a win, you know. You can't really complain too much about a win, but. Like, uh, you know, I see both sides of the fence here that everybody's talking about. You know, I can see where Sally was coming from, and I can see where the other guys are coming from. Right. Um, you know, from a football standpoint, um, I think there's some adjustments we can make, you know, with coaching. Uh, I think there's some things some players can do to step up. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a few different things though I want to touch on today, guys. I was listening on the radio, and it with, uh, I believe it was Brady Ross got called for a blindside block on what was it, a 35 yard run or something that put us down into the red zone, correct? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you're pretty close with those details. Oh, okay. Now, if, if that, then that kind of stalled the drive, right? Mm-hmm. So say that, and it, the way it sounded on the radio is kind of a bogus call. I don't know one way or the other. Well, hey, hold, hold on right there. Here's what Kirk Ferentz had to say about it, Quinn. It's just, I'm not, I'm not mad at the officials at all. Uh, I'm a, I am mad at the, the guys who created this uh, this quagmire of a mess uh, that, yeah. that that these officials have to officiate. So yeah. it's just frustrating. It's frustrating, but uh, it's not going away. So we have to do a better job. I mean, how many times have we seen the Ferenti argue that that that, that call, this call this specifically? Thing, and, something's been a yeah. And and from and from Kirk Ferentz, that is like the most angry like, <laughs> right. that you're going to get out. Yeah, of that that's guy. It. He, he essentially so dropped the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I mean, I mean, Brian Ferentz. I, I assume it's Brian. They wouldn't say what assistant coach it was, but he got a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. What two plays later on the punt? Yep. You know, so obviously he was very upset. What, I, what I'm getting at, though, guys, that that more than likely with that momentum and stuff, that was a that was a drive staller. So that easily could have went in for seven points. And I know I'm speculating on that, but. That could easily weigh in for seven more points, and that means with the extra point on that, you're talking a twenty-seven to, to nothing football game. That that looks a lot different than a twenty to nothing football game, you know. Um, and I'm not saying that our offense is anything but lackluster, but I think we're a few adjustments away from getting some stuff figured out. We've had a lot of offensive linemen that. You know, we're constantly changing our offensive line, which is really tough to get in. Hundred percent. That up, you know? Quinn, that is absolutely where the breakdown has been these last couple of weeks. You're one hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, and and I think that we're kind of start our coaching staff starting to get this thing figured out. We all know that we got a great defense. We all know that. We just got to get things clicking on offense, which is a very feasible thing with the staff we have. I don't think that we're a terrible offense. I think we're a. a Offense with a lot of potential that isn't playing up to it right now. Um, right now, how about all and, season? Well, yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah. Now, okay, yeah. Don't give me Rutgers and Middle Tennessee State. Okay, 
Yeah, no, we're we're not going to look at that game. We all we all know as college football fans that you know those are kind of beat on school. Now we played, we went into um, Michigan at Michigan, and we played. Uh, I thought we were we could have played better. I thought we had every chance to win them football games against Penn State and Michigan. You know, with our defense the way they play. Now, if we can get some things clicking on offense, there's no reason that we can't have a nine win. Football season. I know I have Quinn. Quinn, I this. I think this is a nine-win team this year. I think you lose to Wisconsin and or one team down the road here. I think they can beat Minnesota. They can beat Nebraska. They can beat Illinois. I think you lose possibly to Wisconsin. You got a bye week to prepare for a team that's lost two in a row here. I'm not sure why I'm marking that up as a loss. Well, and you know, here's my thing about Wisconsin. They're a very beatable football team. And we know what our coaching staff is, and you know we might accuse them of being a little bit on the boring side, or not explosive, or not you know risk taking. But I know of a pro football team that is kind of the same way, and that's the New England Patriots. Okay. Now, I don't know. I don't know if any of the, co- the fan base there is complaining that Brian, that Bill Belichick is a boring system. But, Quinn, I'm going to ask you. Man. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you in a way reserving full judgment? Until two weeks from now. So let's say, and I'm playing crystal ball here, but let's say okay. you get a, a week off with the bye, and yep. let's say you go to Wisconsin and you only put up 310 yards of offense, get beat 21-3. to 3. Will you feel differently than you do today? Well, of course I will. As From just a, a fan standpoint, you'd definitely be disappointed in a loss like that. And yet, I think we're all because we all expect more out of this football team. Um, now, am I going to say call for heads? No, and I don't think. No, I, that's not what I'm saying. Either. Yeah, I, I'm and, saying and nobody yeah, has. No, no, what I'm saying is no, you said exactly. this, this offense has potential. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. with the week off, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't live up to that potential against what we consider its best opponent since Penn State, would your feeling change if this offense really does have potential? I. Yes, I will because it's got the proof's in the pudding. At some point, you get they gotta they gotta put up or yep. shut up, you know. Um, but I, I I just by looking at our staff, our, our 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 roster, I think that we could put together an offense that does put up some yards. You know, we got a pretty decent receiving core, and Stanley for the most part. I mean, geez, he just surpassed Drew Tate in all time uh, touchdowns today. Yep. So we know that he has the well. ability at least. To put together some wins for us um, with the receiving staff, I think that maybe you know we maybe from an offensive uh, play calling standpoint, we need to change how we look at it a little bit. You know, with the injuries and the staff problems that we're having. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think that it's something that's not fixable. Or when, I, I don't think that I don't think yeah. we should just say, "Oh, the season's lost. We're only going to win seven or eight football games." Right. I don't see that. I, I see Quinn, that we have a lot of potential left this season. Thanks for the phone call, man. Good to hear from you. 284-1040, or you can sound off on Twitter at SoundOffWHO as we head to break. Steeler Jim says, Ross versus Sally in a Texas cage match. Oh, I got Sally. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm taking Sally. He yeah, says. yeah, I think Sally's a heavy betting favorite in that one. <laughs> this is the Jethro's Barbecue dra- Sound Off. Your DraftKings and William Hill apps have Sally as a heavy favorite. Tommy, you're first up when we come back. Uh, Tommy. On the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Oh, 
psychologist Megan Selwa. It's your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Cookies Food Products, renowned mutual reinsurance company, JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Chevrolet Waukee, and Jethro's World Famous Barbecue. Here the Hawkeyes straight ahead with Goodson. Big hole over right guard. He breaks it to the outside. Now back inside. First down at the 32-yard line. Off the right edge. 32-yard line of the Wildcats. Tyler Goodson, 11 yard, eleven carries, rather, 58 yards. Uh, that was his longest carry, I believe, at 12 you, yards. You said before we started the game, in our pregame Facebook Live video, yeah. that you wanted to see a running back get 15 I, carries. I, I, and Mackay Sargent got the 15. Was that what you thought? Was that what you were actually hoping for? No, it? no, okay. it wasn't. All right. Let's do this, man. Tommy called in a while back, and he's been patiently waiting on hold for us to get through our other callers. Thanks for your patience, Tommy. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'll make a few comments, and then let me, and then I'll get off the air. Number one, who who starts the fourth pass in the wit pen? Uh, the way I understand the story is Michigan, Tommy. That, that no, 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 no. You're you're dead wrong, buddy. Okay. Hayden Price started to go forward pass. The first great coach, how about how about the former coach and former player that played got coached at Drake University? Uh, she she played for Iowa, and all they do is win, win, win. And 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 you talk about big school like Ohio State. Michigan, Michigan State, they're all running school. Let's, 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 let's be blunt about it. They have the money to go out and recruit the bit kind ball players. Who the last bit kind ball players to play for Iowa? I have to go back to Niall Kenny. Tommy. I, I know you like to say but money schools, but Iowa has like one of the top 12 athletic budgets in the country. In my book, that makes Iowa a money school. Well, if they're a money school, then how come they don't win? That's a good question. Hey, hey, they got rid of Tom Davis. All he did was take him to the NCAA tournament year after year. And they can all, and uh, the, the, the guy who's now in charge of the bit 12, he said, now you're going bye-bye. I mean, my land, uh, and by the way, I agree with Cowie. Some of these people, hey, I went through Iowa losing 17 years in a row. I know what Iowa football is all about. Some of these clowns that call in now have no idea. They weren't even born back then. Thank you, and go hot. See you, Tommy. I'm finding the first forward pass legally happened in 1906. Now, I could be... Hayden's old. Hayden's old. Newt, Newt Rockney. No, it wasn't even Newt Rockney, dude. Amos Alonzo Stagg was throwing the forward pass. But, that, but Newt Rockney wasn't 1906, Sean. Newt Rockney was not the first forward pass. Hayden Fry, though. Ross, you're, you're quiet. Let's go to Tom, who's calling from North Liberty. Tom, thanks for calling the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are you, sir? I 
don't know how I even follow that last call. I mean, where do I even begin? You know? What'd you think about what'd you think about the Hawks today, Tom? Hey, so I was at the game today. I'm on the way back from uh Northwestern. Um you know, hockey Ross. He just played well. I'd like to see more out of the offense. I turned you know, I got on about the time Sally was calling in and Travis, you and I've had this conversation before. I don't want to be mediocre. I don't go to work every day thinking, ah, the same as yesterday. I'm going to be mediocre again today. You know, Ross, you and I, we've had some disagreements on Twitter, but I never told you that, you know, your your opinion sucks and you, you know, shouldn't be part of the club. Right. Stupidest freaking argument I've ever heard. That's like Iowa State fans telling me, hey, Tom, you didn't go to Iowa. You can't be a fan of there. We got our freaking degree and, you know, animal husbandry from there. So that makes us a true fan. It's crap. Straight crap. You guys are doing a great job. I'll talk to you after we get done uh, beating on uh, UW uh, Milwaukee. Hey, hey uh, Tom, we will be yeah. on the air next week. Even though it's a bye week, Travis and I are going to be yeah, on the air. We'll I, be... We think what? noon to what? two. I don't remember what it was, though. Okay. All right. I will uh, I'll call in. Make sure I'm the first caller, Sean. All right. Hey, wait a minute. One last thing. That dog Sean's got, I might as well be a cat. He needs to get rid of it. Oh, no, Steve's awesome, man. We got to hang out with the puppy. So just to let you know, Newt Rockney was part, he wasn't part of the first legal one, but George Gipp, you know, win one for the Gipper. Rudy. When he was, no, not Rudy. The speech. See, now when he asked, do you know who brought the forward pass to the Big Ten? One of the stories that I've always heard in college football oh, lore. Oh, he said Big Ten? I thought he said. No, he brought, said the Big Ten. Okay. Then, but then what I I'm trying to. My but but what I'm saying. But no, even Newt Rockney and George Gipp weren't the first to throw the, the forward pass. I understood that this is how Michigan got their helmets. Was that they, the quarterback wanted a way to distinguish his receivers from the other receiver, from the, from the defenders as they were running down the field because Michigan at this time, whenever that was, was throwing the ball effectively and wanted to throw it more effectively. So they painted, that's why those white, I mean, it's, it's almost hard maze. to describe, whatever it is, the gold stripes that go, the yellow, maze. The yellow stripes over maze. the dark, over the blue. The maize and blue? Maize, the- maize is a color. Maize yes. is a plant. Yellow, yellow, color. yellow. It's and yellow. It was all Stop yellow. With it. Ain't gonna matter when Notre Dame gets done with them. You're, you sound like an Iowa State fan. Well, you're red and yellow uniforms. They're, they're, they're cardinal and gold. No, they're red and yellow. I'm watching it right now. It's red and yellow. And Michigan, you have yellow stripes on your hat. No, that's maize. Oh, cool. Howard, John, Justin, Jim, Nathan. Believe it or not. We have one line open, 284-1040. 284-1040. Who, two hours to go. We're here till 7 <laughs> o'clock. move, man. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. WHO. Des Moines and iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRB HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. Right now, today's top stories from Des Moines News, Traffic, and Severe Weather Station. News Radio 1040.